happy Monday. Hello. <laughs> uh, it's episode eight. 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 We just ate some pumpkin bread. Wow. <laughs> we did. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. And we decorated for fall. Well, I did not. You decorated for I fall. I decorated for <laughs> fall. But Soto went to like six different stores with me on Friday night. Was it night. six? It was like four. But I mean, I was just being dramatic. That was a lot. There's a lot of stores. And the first three, I only bought Christmas lights. <laughs> I don't think I bought anything until we got to Patel Brothers. Oh, Patel Brothers. Soto got to go to Patel Brothers for the first time. For those of you who don't have Patel Brothers where you are, it's like a lovely, um, I guess you would say Indian market. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. But it's supermarket pretty much. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, all the produce look really fresh yes, and delicious. They're the best produce. And I saw chickpeas in their true form. <laughs> yeah, they have raw chickpeas in there in the little pods and they're adorable. I wanted them all. They're so cute. I've purchased them before and then ended up not using them because oh. it seemed like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Peeling all of them? Mm-hmm. Nope. So what are we talking about today, Soto? We are talking about Andrew Kunanen. Andrew Philip Kunanen. Oh, Philip. Philip. Such a weird name. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, Phillips. Phillips of the world. Tell me about Andrew. What is he... I don't want to use the word famous. What is he known for? He's known mostly for killing Gianni Versace. Oh, damn. Yep. That's a spoiler. Yeah. Well, I feel like anyone who Googles his name, that's the first thing that's going to come up. Yeah. So. Um, He only killed five people. But he's labeled a serial killer, right? Yeah. But I've also seen that he's labeled a spree killer, which makes sense. Because when we get into the timeline of all of his murders, it's like wham, bam, 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 bam. It goes down. It really does. (laughs) Really fast. He clearly spiraled quickly. (laughs) Quickly. So I guess let's just talk about his uh, life before he went insane. Uh, he was a pretty normal child, I yeah, guess. It looks like it. He was the fourth child. Okay. So he was the youngest. He's the baby. He got like special treatment from his mom and dad As for some reason. Do. I guess so. Didn't have that luxury. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well. <laughs> it's pretty common. Yeah. So he was born August 31st. 1969. Ooh. That was like two days ago, I think. Ha- oh, I was about to say happy birthday. We don't care. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, we're not. <laughs> Sorry. He was born in California. Okay. His father, uh, well, they were a Filipino family. Okay. Um, his father served in the Vietnam War, so he wasn't there for his son's mm. birth. Wow. I wonder if that cause any issues <laughs> i don't know doubt it's it. pretty common with military families but uh, i also see that uh, his mom was italian american so they were a filipino italian family yes. i bet the food was amazing because i love both of those foods italian and filipino i mean like maybe not a fusion but like if dad cooks one night and then mom cooks the other like what a nice variety of food you'd be getting honestly that sounds pretty good it does sound really i'm really hungry now <laughs> I think we're just always hungry. Maybe we are. More pumpkin bread, please. I want I want Filipino food now. 
I've never had Filipino food. It's very nice. Really? Yeah. Like what? I think Minda's cooked uh, Filipino food for <gasps> us before. That's right. I forgot what it was called. I don't remember. It was like Minda, some noodle we love dish. You're cooking. Shout out. Thank you, Minda's grandma, for teaching her and mom for teaching her. Yeah. Teach us. We want more. We want more Filipino food. And of course, Italian food's delicious. I can do that though. When I think of Italian food, I just think of spaghetti. Oh, what a sad thought. Or like gnocchi. <laughs> I mean, gnocchi's delicious, yeah. but you didn't have a good experience with gnocchi. No. You don't think of pizza? It's so Americanized now. Not really. Oh, yeah. The crappy pizza is. <laughs> I just think Domino's. I don't think Domino's <laughs> is Italian. <laughs> no, it's not. That's, a, that's blasphemy. <laughs> no. I've never had like genuine good Italian food. Oh, God, you're breaking my heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we're having an Italian night soon. Woo! We're having yes. Italian night. I am going to make all... Because... My husband's family is like Irish Italian. And so we, anytime we have a family gathering, it is Italian night. So I've learned, I've learned quite a few things from Mimi Gager. So shout out, shout out to <laughs> Mimi's wonderful cooking. And I used to be able to eat it all before I was vegan. And now I'm vegan. So I've tried to replicate a lot of her recipes. Ooh. And I often actually trick her husband. Oh, yeah, pop. you told me. Mm -hmm. So, I, so think, funny. I think I've gotten pretty good at the vegan Italian cuisine, and I'd be happy to share some with you. Thanks. We just got way off. Yeah. All it's, right. Sorry. We talked. <laughs> we literally said Filipino and Italian, and I was like, food? What? Food? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Lord help. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Back on track. <laughs> so he's the baby. Pretty he much. Had special treatment. Yeah. His dad wasn't there when he was born. Um, he was born in California. Mm -hmm. Well, Kunanen, mm -hmm. um, in high school, was very bright and talkative. Awesome. He had an IQ of 147. Wow. Wow. I feel like that's really high. Yeah. I want to Google. I've creepy. never taken an IT, an IT test. <sighs> I've never taken an IQ test because the ones that are free online are bullcrap. Yeah. And the ones you have to pay for are very expensive. And I only for you to fail. <laughs> yeah, for me to be like, oh cool. Good to know. Like <laughs> glad I'm a freaking pastry chef and not like working with with anything that numbers. <laughs> yeah, like not working in a corporate office where I could screw up a whole company. <laughs> like I'll stick to accidentally mismeasuring some flour. <laughs> You would think with that high IQ, he would be, he'd be a lot smarter about what he You know, he'd do. intelligence does not equal common sense. That is true. Because I feel like he lived in his own little bubble of like lies. Yeah. I feel like a lot of fantasy. serial killers are like very smart, but are like just messed up. Do you think they're just like so think attentive to details, maybe? Probably. I mean, I feel like Ted Bundy was so smart. But he just... He creeps me out. He made horrible choices. Yeah, yeah but he was like... Out. Think of how long he got away with what he was doing and how many times he escaped and how... Like, he... He was too charming for his well-being. He was very charming. I don't and think he was not attractive, at all though. Attractive. I don't understand why no. everyone... I don't get it either. I, Everyone's like, oh, but he was so handsome. No, he wasn't. He's uh, sick. I, I don't know. This guy definitely isn't, so that's nice. <laughs> I read somewhere that 
a lot of the people that he put himself around mm -hmm. didn't think he was attractive. They thought of him as a five. Oh, that's so... <laughs> but his personality and, like, the way he would talk to people... Yeah, he was, like, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Made you feel like, oh, well, he's nice, you know? Like, he might yeah. not be the, the, the cutest. The most handsome, but... but He's exciting. Yeah. Because he definitely made quite the life for himself. Yeah. He, like, really, really put himself into some extravagant circles, like social circles. Well, okay, so I guess in 1988, when he was 19, his dad, like, left. Oh, yeah. He fled to the Philippines because he was evading arrest for embezzlement. Um... I have personal experience with someone who embezzled from my family, and oh. those people are garbage. Oh, no. Did they flee as well? Um, no, they didn't. They did not flee, and charges were not pressed for some reason. Hmm. Huh? I don't know. I don't... I do not know. But trash. they stole a lot of money from our family. Trash people. Very trash. Because you... I feel like an embezzler, when they're thinking that they're embezzling, they're like, oh, I'm screwing this big company. But, like, no. You're doing it to a family. You know what I mean? Like, you're not stealing from this entity. You're stealing from yeah. the person who started it. Aww. So, if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you. So, that same year, I guess, Kunanan came out as gay. Right? Yeah. And his mom found out. She didn't like that. She did but, not. She was I deeply mean, religious. And that's the, a common theme, yeah. it seems. Why is it so hard to, like, accept people for who they are? Like, I don't understand. Do you think maybe if she would have been more understanding, he would have been... I don't want to, like, blame him going on a murder spree on his mother for, like, oh. not accepting him. But it's also... True. It's common. Like, it's a common theme that we've been seeing where... They want so badly to be accepted by a parent, and they're not, and then they just kind of snap. But, like, you also have to take your own life into your own hands. Yeah. Like, you can't just... Like, think about all the times you haven't been accepted. Did you go out on a murdering spree? No. no. I went into the fridge and, <laughs> and ate <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. Like a normal There person. are There are healthy-ish ways to get past not being accepted. Uh, healthy-ish. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least you're not murdering people, so it's fine. <laughs> So it, I guess this is when he started to really get violent because during an argument shortly after him coming out, he threw his mom against a wall and dislocated her shoulder. I would never. Why would you throw your mom against the wall? That is like, that is some high level messed up behavior. And they looked into this later and said that he suffered from antisocial personality disorder. And what that means that? he has, like, a lack of remorse and empathy. Oh. So, like, a lot of serial killers. Wait, so they knew this, apparently? I guess they looked into his behavior later. Oh, okay. After all of this happened, and they were like, oh, he suffered from this. Actually, that makes sense, because he... I felt like he used a lot of people to get to where he wanted he to be. He did, and we're about to get into his adult life and all the people he used to, like climb the social ladder and become wealthy and extravagant even though he he doesn't really seem like he super worked for it <laughs> I know I feel like he just was 
just fell into this world. And yeah, he started getting into all of these like extravagant gay clubs and meeting these wealthy older, older men. men. Yeah. Dating them for a while and getting paid for it. Yeah, he became um, pretty like prominent, I guess, in that scene. And then he started making porn. <laughs> so that's fun. It's the word. She said the word. I did. I said porn. <laughs> and, um, but evidently it like wasn't normal porn. It was oh, like violent. violent. <laughs> which I guess also ties back into his violent streak. If that's like what he's wanting to create, that's, that's a red flag. That's a big red flag. Probably someone should have thought about that. And he started dealing drugs. And he got that's addicted to meth. Good. Oh, that's never good. The meth is never good. None of this is, none of these things are good. <laughs> so now we're getting into when he met Gianni Versace. How do you say Versace? Versace? Yeah. Perfect. I feel like a douchebag saying it like that. Same, but that's how you say it. Yeah. Apparently. I don't, I don't Versace. know. Like, uh, Versace. Um, Apparently they met... In 1990? In San Francisco because Versace or Gianni was um, in town because he was creating costumes for the San Francisco Opera production of Richard Strauss Capriccio. Oh, that was nice. Capriccio. That's good. (laughs) Worse. I like that. (laughs) But um, Gianni's family denied that the two ever met. And Soto and I were talking about this a little bit earlier about why they would say that. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of feels like Kunanen was kind of getting a bad reputation. I mean, he was doing violent pornography. He was selling drugs. He was on drugs. He was clearly taking advantage of wealthy older men. Yep. So it's like either they actually never did meet and this was purely a random shooting. Yeah. Or his family was so ashamed that he was interacting with someone like this that they would rather their name be untarnished than help catch the man and like bring him to justice that murdered their family member. Which I can see, but also like, I don't know. Andrew got what was coming for him. Yeah, he did. So. But it wasn't like police justice. It was like, well, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. So in 1996, Kunanen broke up with a wealthy man that he had been dating named John Blatchford. He and had, he was, like, financially yeah. supporting Kunanen, which is a common theme here. We see that he is constantly, like, taking money from older men. So he's now on his own. He maxed out his credit card. Shocker. And uh, started selling drugs again. Yay. Because <clears throat> you need money. Yeah, you need money. Like, can't get a job. Like, no, that would be crazy to get a job and support himself. So he starts stealing drugs. Right. And I guess this is where he officially, like, becomes addicted to methamphetamine. Because I guess he's at a low. He's, like, dealing drugs. And then he starts, according to Jeffrey Trail, which is a friend of his, he starts habitually consuming them. To say habitually, to me, says addicted. If you're habitually doing anything, meth, habitually lying, habitually drinking, anything like like you're addicted to said thing. So April 1997, Kunanen told his friends he was leaving San Diego, starting with a trip to Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Minneapolis (laughs) to visit Jeff, 
the trail. guy that told us that he was addicted to meth. Yeah, he went to go visit him. And his former lover. David a- Madsen. Ooh. David Madsen was only 33. So this was not like an older gentleman yeah. that he was dating. He, yeah. So I guess both had distanced themselves from Kunanen, but um, they were like okay with him coming to visit, I guess. Yeah. Because I mean, well, what what else can you do? Like leave? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Now we're just, I guess, going to kind of elaborate on the relationship, the, like, super unhealthy relationship that Kunanen and Trail had. Jeffrey Trail. Jeffrey Trail, which is the first person that he murdered, Kunanen murdered. So we've just been kind of doing some more research because we felt like we weren't getting the whole story. And Jeffrey Trail was a gay man. Mm -hmm. He was serving in the military. And, of course, at that time in the 90s... It was frowned upon. You could not. I mean, not only frowned upon, frowned upon, like, literally, if he was found out, like, he would have been discharged from the military, which is, like, a really big deal to someone who wants so badly to be allowed to serve their country. So he actually was serving in the military prior to President Clinton's, like, shitty don't ask, don't tell policy. I still remember that. Thankfully, things have changed a bit. Yeah. So it seems like Trail really wanted to get away from Kunanen. He oh, actually yeah. ended up moving states. That's saying and, a lot. But like before this, people reported that like if Jeffrey Trail would get a haircut, Kunanen would immediately get that same haircut. If Jeffrey Trail grew a goatee, he would grow a goatee. He would freaking grow his facial hair out and <laughs> cut so it the same way. Weird. It even says that if Jeffrey would go and buy a baseball cap, he wanted the he same would go get the baseball same baseball cap. What? Like, can you imagine having a friend like that? I would be scared and probably call the police on like, them. Like, don't get us wrong. On Friday night, we the you know, us three girls got matching scrunchies. <laughs> That's true. But that was a choice. <laughs> and we, we were about it. <laughs> we made that decision together. Yeah. It wasn't like, <gasps> she's getting a she scrunchie. She got a scrunchie. I'm getting a scrunchie I'm getting too. A scrunchie. Like, it's pink. I'm going to wear a pink sparkly scrunchie. <laughs> <laughs> she has a blue one. I want a blue one. <laughs> so this guy, Kunanen, clearly was like unstable yeah. and wanted so badly to have a life that wasn't his. And it seems like, it seems like Trail moved states to get away from this unhealthy behavior. And also because he was in the military, he was in the closet because he had to be. Yeah. Being with someone this volatile and like unstable and so like publicly out gay. Yeah. It was just so dangerous for him to be associated with him anymore. And I was reading an interview where he pretty like Trail was asked by a friend, like, why do you put up with this guy? And Trail's like, it's just like having a black sheep in your family. Yeah. Like you put up with them and you love them. But I guess it just got way past that. He's like, I can't. Oh, no. Can't do this anymore. So he moves. He gets away from Kunanen. And guess who comes to Minneapolis? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Kunanen literally follows him but this is this is after Kunanen has tried really hard to get Jeffrey to be a part of his drug dealing business Mm -hmm. and Jeffrey's like no not about it like he literally says f you like I'm not gonna mess around with this I'm not gonna deal drugs with you I'm not gonna help you with your quote import export business (laughs) as he called it 
so there's clearly like a lot of a lot of conflict here. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of like just tension. It's yeah. just unhealthy altogether and and Trail is clearly trying to get away. Actually a week before Kunanan killed Trail, Trail told his former roommate that he had a huge falling out with Kunanan. And he also said, I made a lot of enemies this weekend. I need to get out of here. They're going to kill me. And when Kunanan bought a one-way ticket... To Minneapolis. To Minneapolis. He, he told, told friends, his friends. I quote, I have some business to settle with Trail. Like, he bought a one-way ticket. He, knowing he was going... Or not even one week later, he was dead. He he got there that day. He spent the he spent the evening at Madsen's apartment because he picked him up from the airport and Trail was out of town. And yeah. then he like literally got home the next day and then was like, hey, come over to Madsen's apartment. And then he brutally beat him with beat a hammer. Him with a hammer to death. And he like rolled him up in a rug. And left him at Madsen's apartment. Yep. Literally, like didn't dump the body. Nope. He could have literally he could have murdered that one person. And potentially gotten away with it if he had been, like, I'm not advocating for, like, getting away with murder. But, yeah. like, what the heck, guy? Like, you're in someone else's home. You've murdered someone else in that home. You roll up the body and, like, just stash it in someone else's apartment. You think they're not going to find the body? Yeah. Like, well, I, w I don't know if Matson was there or not. I read conflicting things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean... Madsen ends up dead real quick after that. So it's not like it's he like could really give us his story. Three to four days afterwards. Yeah. So, and there's also conflicting timeline on when Madsen's body was found. Mm -hmm. Some say May, um, some say April 29th. Yeah. Some say May 3rd. And it's said that some documents may have been falsified because the coroners were saying that, um, the coroners and the police reports are saying like different things. Oh, okay. So okay. it's like very kind like of he's sketchy. been dead or yeah, like <gasps> oh he's been dead this many days. No, he's been dead this many days, and we found him on this day, not this day, because some reports say he was found on April 29th. Yeah. Some say May 3rd, which is like kind of a big span of time. Like I know it's not like weeks, but it, like that's several days. That's How can confusing. you not correctly yeah. write down when a body is found? Come on. I don't do your do your job well. Do your job. <laughs> so yeah, clearly um Kunanan kills Matson. He was only 33 years old. Which is crazy because like they dated. Like how yeah. do you Yeah, they dated. I mean, it's crazy enough that he's like killing people, but like someone that you used to like be in like love with. Well, we see that all the time. I mean, you I don't know. It just I don't understand. But then this body, this body it doesn't make any sense to me. He he already has one dead body in Madsen's apartment. He kills Madsen and then chooses to, instead of just leave the body there for someone else to find, like, way later and, like, dip, he dumps the body at Rush Lake near Rush City, Minnesota. But, like, he could have just left it in the apartment and just been gone. Like, he could have been... In another country. I think what had happened, though, like, from what I saw and read, mm -hmm. is that they were, like, Kunanan wanted 
David to be with him so bad mm-hmm. because he had lost his best friend, which was Jeffrey Trial. Which he who murdered. Was, <laughs> I know. Who was his, like... Everything. Yeah. So he... I feel like he needs someone to mm-hmm. be with him at all times for mm-hmm. some reason. So I feel like from what I saw whenever I watched the uh, Gianni Versace, like... Documentary. Yeah. Or, uh, whatever yeah. it's called. Because it's not a documentary. It's like a... It's like a show. Yeah. But, dramatization yeah show whatever it could easily be this could be wrong but from what <laughs> i saw apparently disclaimer <laughs> yeah disclaimer from what i saw apparently um madsen saw the killing of mm-hmm. trial and was like so freaked out and like wanted so badly to like go out and like get help and like escape mm-hmm. but felt like he couldn't mm-hmm. because People are going to be like, well, you were there. Did yeah, you, you were have there. something to do with it? Yeah. You're gay too. Like the whole, and he can't be outed. Yeah. Which, yeah, I was reading that too. It's like, it's so not, a lot they weren't people, exactly kind to gay yeah. people in the 90s. Or no. I don't know. A lot of this is very confusing and there's a lot of conflicting information. Which is why it's like also hard to understand why Kunanan did all of this to begin with. And he did it so fast. So quickly. So it makes sense that he's a spree killer. Yeah. Because I just, I just think he lost it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, if you, if you think about it, he, so on April 27th, 1997, he mm-hmm. murders literally, like, the closest friend that he has, Jeffrey Trail. Mm-hmm. And then the body of David Madsen is either found April 29th or May 3rd. Mm-hmm. And if it's the 29th, that's only two days after he kills Jeffrey. So that's quick. And it's still, if it's May 3rd, that's still really fast. And then on May 4th. Oh, no. So literally, it's like wham, bam, bam. Literally. He drives to Chicago and kills a 72-year-old man named Mill. (laughs) Sorry. He kills a 72-year-old man named Lee Miglin. And he was, like, a very um, prominent real estate developer. And this one was, like, this one was was pretty brutal. Brutal. Uh, Lee Miglin was also Marilyn Miglin's uh, husband. She was very popular at the time. Uh, she was a host on the Home Shopping Network. It's, like, one of those infomercials yeah, that you see totally. where you're just like, buy this. Yeah. Like, it's real gold. And, and it's blah, like blah, rotating blah. on a little, oop, rotating yeah. on a little table. So she was like pretty famous. Mm-hmm. And this is why Kunanan ended up being like on, uh, what's, the what's that FBI show? most, yeah. yeah, most wanted. Because he killed her husband. So not people are going to take notice. Kill her, uh, kill, uh, sorry, not only did he kill him, he like, oh, it was, it, it was, it was brutal. Like torture. Yeah. Which is like, this is a very personal kill, it seems. It's, it, it, he, because he actually, he is in ownership of a gun. He killed Madsen with a gun shot to the head. So he has a gun in his, his possession. He stole it from Jeffrey Trail. Mm-hmm. So he has a gun, but he chooses to kill this 72-year-old man brutally with a screwdriver and a hacksaw. And then steals his car. That seems like really personal to me. Like he's angry. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm like, maybe he wanted to make money again and like 
prostituted himself and then like bound and killed him i don't know i i I don't know how he found him or 72 years old like how do you find this guy because we know that he's into older men i mean he like definitely has been with older men in the past and they've all been wealthy this guy is definitely wealthy and it wouldn't be the first time that a man who's married is sleeping with a guy on the side you know like it happens very often. So I guess it could have been a sexual thing gone wrong. It's just crazy. Like, you, he definitely killed the wrong person. Yeah, because he ends up on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. And this is after killing three people. And at this point, do you think he's like completely lost it and is like in a complete rage of like, well, it I've seems like it because you go like ruined my life. <laughs> so you kill one person, kill a second, kill a third, all in the span of like, one week and then five days later he um kills his fourth victim this one's really sad because this one was just like he needed a new getaway car so he just so he just murders this person named william reese and um he shot him with the same gun that he killed madsen with it was a um why can't i yeah, he shot. Okay, so um, William was only 45 years old, and he stole his red pickup truck. And um, the police were, like, looking for that car, but he um, he was, like, hiding in plain sight for two months in Miami. And he actually ended up using his own name to pawn a stolen item, even <laughs> though he knew that the police were, like, routinely routinely checking yeah. the pawn shops which is really freaking stupid um but they still didn't catch him because he still went on to kill yep Gianni Versace which is crazy so this guy I don't know so I'm wondering like okay so it seems like at least William Reese he didn't know mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing it's really confusing to me how he knew Lee Miglin. Yeah, like how did you so find So these this two guy? people seem really random. The first two are like deeply personal. The second two seem kind of random. And then Gianni, I'm like, were, were his family members lying? Or had they actually never met? I don't know. Well, because... Because he was murdered, but he shot him twice. But it was on the front stairway of his mansion. Well, living in Miami, the thing is, like, Johnny, the reason why he loved Miami so much was because it was just so peaceful. Mm -hmm. He could walk around and just live his life. It's not peaceful anymore. No. (laughs) It's sad. I don't like that. He felt safe there. And it's like the one place you feel safe Mm -hmm. is not. That's usually how it goes. So on July 15th, Kunanen murdered um, Gianni Versace by shooting him twice on the front stairway of his Miami Beach mansion. Gasa, there was a witness. Gasa. Oh, yeah. How, how do you say? I don't know, actually. Casa Casuarina? It sounds good to me. <laughs> so, yeah, a so witness close. did see this happen, and he, like, chased him. He was unable to catch him. But thankfully, the guy or girl, it doesn't say actually, um, called the police. Mm -hmm. And the police found Reese's stolen vehicle, which contained Kunanen's clothes and a passport. 
and clipped newspaper reports of all of the murders that he had committed. And this was in a nearby parking garage. So he was like creepily keeping up with newspaper yeah. reports. Like he was like, Look I feel like this was just feeding into his ego. Yeah. Cause he so wanted, he wanted so badly to be like recognized mm -hmm. and like known. Yeah. He wanted to be like popular, which is probably why the, the last person crowd, he, he murdered. Was, honestly, I think it was just because it he wanted to go out with a bang. random. Yeah, it does seem random. He probably like no looked up intended. where the most famous person was that he could find, literally shot them, and then was like, okay, or maybe like, he was obsessed with them too. Because maybe Gianni Versace or Versace was. I feel like he was openly gay. Mm -hmm. Because he did have, like, a partner. Yeah. And I mean, no one really cared, like, in his family. Well, he was a fashion designer. And a fashion and, designer. Like, it just, I feel like that, that um, business like, was yeah. way more accepting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So also, he probably was able to be out. Yeah. But, like, right after that, so he murdered Versace on July 15th. And then on July 23rd, 1997, a caretaker heard gunshots and called the police. So they found his body in a houseboat um, in Miami Beach. And he had shot himself with a 40 caliber, which was the same pistol that he stole from Jeffrey Trail and killed Madsen and Versace. Yes. And um, he didn't leave a suicide note. Which would have helped a lot for us like to understand, like, different. I feel like this guy would have wanted would have wanted everyone his story yeah, I, to be told. It seems like, that's where I'm like, the conspiracy side of me is like, did he kill himself? Like, was it a murder? Did mm. the police shoot him? Like, well, he left. <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of funny. He, um... He didn't really have any of his, like, belongings with him, but I read that what was found was, like, a large amount of, like, hydrocortisone cream, which is, like, anti-itch cream, <laughs> which is really weird, like, that he, like, that's what he had with him. And he also was found with <laughs> an extensive collection of C.S. Lewis books, which is, like, really crazy to me because C.S. Lewis has, so like, so many positive messages in his books, and they're all very, like, they're uplifting and they're they're good like noble books. I don't know. It just seems kind of. It just seems really weird that he had like an extensive. It says extensive collection of C.S. Lewis. Like, but some people were saying that he potentially like went on this murder spree because he found out he was HIV positive and was <gasps> just like angry. Oh but no! But the autopsy found that he was HIV negative. Oh yeah. So like. You can't even say that. No. So don't even try to blame this. Just because he's gay does not mean he's HIV positive. Yeah. And just because you're HIV positive doesn't mean that you're going to go out on a no, murder spree. There's so many people that are HIV positive like, that don't murder people. Are you kidding me? That would be such a the thought process ridiculous. behind this. Come yeah. on. Um, but I wonder, like, he was found with, like, a lot of anti-itch cream. I wonder if he thought he had a STD and was, like, trying to treat it himself. I don't know. He could have had some type of infection and thought it was an STD. Maybe. I, I mean, whatever. All, like, that doesn't give him the right to kill people, though. So what did you think? I think that this guy was just in need of a lot of help. 
and getting into drugs didn't help that. No, it never does. I don't know. I'm honestly like sad, obviously, because like people died, but the fact that like this man, Gianni Versace, mm -hmm. just like influential, talented. Yeah, like I don't know if he ever did. I'm well, everyone's done wrong, but like, you know, he was so. He was like openly gay in this time and just like actually making a living for himself mm -hmm. and wanted to make women feel like they were powerful in whatever they wore. And mm -hmm. just, it's just so sad. And he's murdered on the steps of his mansion. So, By some guy yeah. who's just wanting to like be famous because. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he was just like really uh, obsessed with like being wealthy and being known yeah so. this case was a little confusing for me because of all the names there's like a, a lot of a lot of names a lot of people that he came in contact with and had relationships with yeah um i'm still unsure why he murdered a couple of those people i don't know if they were random or if they were just motives that we were unaware of because it all happened so fast and mm. then he ended up killing himself so we could never interview him all we have is you know what other people have said that makes it really hard, I think. Yeah. But I'm glad we did this one. I was like, I totally didn't know anything about it before we started researching, mm -hmm. which my bad. I guess no, I should. Okay. But uh, yeah, thank you for suggesting it, Soto. Well, thank you for researching and thank you all for listening. Yes. And speaking of um, suggesting, please suggest via email things you want from us because we like would happily, yeah, happily do cases or anything like just just email us just talk to us we're just lonely you know <laughs> <laughs> so next week we are going to be covering the phantom killer dum, dum, dum. or phantom slayer whichever one you want to go with Ooh. um this is a creepy, creepy story, and we're kind of going to start getting into more of those because it is September, yay! and Halloween is like our favorite. Spooktember. Yes, so we are going to start getting into all the spooky spookers, so... Um, Which a lot of these are already. Yes, but like, but, like, but like this one I feel like is really creepy, especially because it's still, it's a cold case. Yeah. There's no closure. Never found. Yeah. We don't know who and this guy is. It was is. 70 years ago, so more than likely, probably still not out there murdering I people, hope. but it's still really creepy and I think perfect for the fall. So we'll be speaking about that next week. Tune in and listen. We are still working on getting on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> it's way more work than we realize. Yeah. So we're learning and we don't want to do anything incorrectly. So we're just trying to do it the right way. Yeah, so. so soon we'll be on there. Yes. But for now, you can find us at bakingamurdererpod.com, which is, if you're listening right now, exactly where you are. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening on Spotify, that means that it's a long time from now, and that's exciting. Visit our website. And you can follow us at um, bakingamurdererpod on Instagram and just bakingamurderer on Facebook. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much. Stick around. We're going to be talking about what we baked for this week. Okay, this week, because um, 
Cunanan was Filipino. Filipino Italian. We decided to look into a traditional Filipino dessert and we found something that really caught our eye. And I I might be saying this incorrectly. Soto, do you think is also pronounced Biko? Yeah, I think so. It's Biko? B-I-K-O. It's Filipino sticky rice cake. Sounds so good. So we are really excited to make this. We didn't realize how long of a process it is. You need to actually soak the rice overnight. So if so you're listening to this, soak your rice soak overnight. Your sticky rice. Sticky, glutinous rice, not regular rice. And we will definitely be posting the recipe along with this episode once we get to make it. We're really excited. The pictures look amazing. The reviews are amazing. So I'm sure it's going to be delicious. Um I'm very excited to try a traditional Filipino dessert. Right? I don't think I've ever had one. I thought that sticky rice with mango was a Filipino dessert because I had a Filipino friend make one for me one oh, time. Really? And she said that they ate it there, but um, evidently it's a traditional Thai dessert. Oh, okay. So okay, okay. I'm excited to try a Filipino dessert. Me too. I like I that we're never, trying all these new things. Yeah, it's I would have really never fun. thought of making this. So. No, because it's like baked in a baking pan and kind of looks like a cake but it's made with rice and then over the top you pour this like brown sugar mixture mm. and it it like creates a caramel on top it almost sounds baking. like flan but not it it really does seem like or like a rice pudding yeah rice pudding slash flan type situation but backwards because a flan is like the yeah, bottom yeah. of the pan has the caramelization and you dump it out oh, and it yeah, like drips. Right? This is baked on top and it's in a flat sheet pan. So oh, I'm like, wait. I'm so excited and I'm going to bring some to work tomorrow Ooh. for Soto to be able to try it because I'll bake it tonight. So anyways, yeah, uh, try this awesome recipe. We're really excited about it and I'll be sharing it. It's from the Little Epicurean. So oh. we'll be we will be crediting her for this because Thank I have no so idea much. how to make a traditional Filipino recipe. Everything else I've been able to kind of do on my own, but this one, we're just gonna put her recipe on our website and put a link. Yes. Yeah. It looks delicious. Yeah, it looks great. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Share us, follow us. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week as we talk about the Phantom Killer. Yeah. Bye. Bye.